0: (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to another episode of slide into sports. Today, we're going to slide into the postseason by talking about conference championship matchup predictions, the game and what factors had the most impact. And we're going to break down some possible scenarios of how one loss teams like Ohio State, Oregon, Bama and Texas can possibly sneak into the top four based on the outcomes of their conference championship matchups and more. Uh, But first, let's look at the AP. Let's look at the rankings of the AP poll and my rankings. Uh, So at one, uh, no change. There's Georgia. uh, Michigan moves up a spot. Washington and Florida State and Oregon also move up a spot in that order. So you have got Michigan at two, Washington at three, Florida State four, and Oregon at five. Uh, After Michigan beat Ohio State, Ohio State falls down to six, and they stay above Texas and Bama, who stay at their uh, seven and eight spots. Uh, Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, and LSU, in that order, take the nine through 13 spots. Uh, They all move up one spot from last week. Arizona moves up two spots into the 14 spots, jumping over Louisville, who sits at the 15 spot after losing to Kentucky. Uh, Notre Dame and Tulane move up a spot from last week at 16 and 17. Iowa and Oklahoma state move up two spots to sit at 18 and 19. Liberty moves up two spots as well. Uh, There they start off at number 20. NC state makes their uh, first appearance in a while uh, in the top 25 at 21. Oregon state moves down six spots after their loss against Oregon and they sit at 22. Toledo sits at number th- 23, just like last week. JMU also stays in the same spot at 24, and SMU moves into the rankings for the first time this year in the final spot. And for my rankings, I have Michigan at one, and there are a few logical reasons for this. Uh, one, they won the game, which is the toughest game to win, arguably, Uh Secondly, after that, when they go play Iowa for the conference championship, which they will win, I don't think there's that Iowa really has any chance against Michigan. Uh, so they're the only team, in my opinion, that has a solid lock on their playoff spot. They're the only team that's going to be safe uh, from all, like, no matter what scenarios play out, they're the only team that's going to be a sure thing for the playoffs at this moment. And lastly, throughout this year, they have overcome a lot of adversity with all the negative press they face and not being able to have their head coach at certain points of the regular season. I think, if my if I'm remembering correctly, I think it's six regular season games because there was either a two- or three-game suspension at the beginning of the year, and then there's also the most recent three-game suspension, which ended uh, last weekend against Ohio State. So they'll have the uh, Jim Harbaugh will be back with Michigan uh, for the playoff games. Uh, And I think conference as well, because conference is not a part of regular season. The conference championship is not part of regular season. Uh, At two, I have Georgia. Uh, They, in my opinion, could very well get knocked out of the top four if they lose to to a one loss Bama team. Uh, So they're not, in my opinion, they're not guaranteed a playoff spot right now which is a little scary for the two-time defending champs at this point. I have Florida State at three because they played a tough game against Florida at Florida, and they won. Uh, that that Florida game is always kind of a sneaky game, especially at the Swamp. Like, it's always a sneakily tough game. Uh, they started off slow, but, I mean, that's what happens when you have a backup quarterback, and it was his first uh, first ever game in like it was his first start in college football. So I mean they were bound to start off slow. Uh but once they found their rhythm, Florida State looked really, really good. And I liked the way I liked the way they were playing. Their defense also looked absolutely amazing. They just completely shut down Florida in the last in the second half of the game. Uh this I have Texas at four. They looked really good against Texas Tech. Arch got his first start with the and with that the future of Texas looks really good even if Texas doesn't happen to make it into the top 4 uh for the to have a run at the championship uh Texas needs Bama to win though i think to have the best chance of making the top 4 because uh because of that head to head matchup um with Bama at the start of the year Washington i have them at 5 uh they won but it was a little too close for my liking especially with The rematch against Oregon coming up, Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs if Oregon beats them uh, just in the Pac-12 championship just because um, they beat them earlier this year, and it'll make that win against Oregon not look as good because they beat Oregon at home. So if Oregon beats them at a neutral site, then that's not going to look good for Washington. I have Oregon at 6 to respect the head-to-head matchup win Washington had against Oregon. But I think Oregon behind Texas has the best shot at being a one-loss team that could sneak in to the top four, depending on how things shake out. I have Bama at seven because they had a close game against Auburn that came down to the last seconds. If Bama wants to make the playoffs, they need to beat Georgia, and they will also need Florida State to lose to Louisville and Washington to lose to Oregon. Oregon. Uh, their chances to make the top four are a little slim, but not as slim as my number eight seed, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Even with the loss to Michigan, because Michigan was a, uh, Michigan's a top three team and was top three team when they faced off. um, Their path is very slim. I mean, it's possible, but they're going to be relying on a lot of things to go certain ways for the other team's games. And Ohio State, also is not going to be playing in a conference championship game. So they're they're really relying on what happens in those conference championships to determine the outcome of them uh, possibly sneaking in. Uh, they need Georgia to win. I think, in my opinion, they need Georgia to win, Florida State to lose, and Washington to win if they're to have the best chance of making it into the top four, uh, just because then they'll be the best-looking one loss team and then there'll be that one loss team that sneaks in. Uh, I have Missouri at nine because they just absolutely crushed Arkansas and looked like they were in top form. Uh, Missouri was kind of an underdog this season, but their future looks bright. So um, look out for them next year. as their playoff hopes at this point are shot. Uh, but they're the best looking team that ha- that is not going to be making the playoffs right now. I have Penn State at 10 after their shutout win against Michigan State. Uh, they also looked great this game. Arizona is my number 11. Uh, they had an amazing showing at Tempe against Arizona State in the, in the Territorial Cup. Um, unfortunately, though, after Oregon's win against Oregon State, uh, their shot at Washington in the conference championship game is gone. Uh, but you could argue that their spot in Penn State spots – in my rankings are interchangeable. Like you could put Penn State at 11 and Arizona at 10. Um yeah, I mean just the way Arizona's looked right now, they've just been so dominant. Ole Miss, I have at 12. Uh they did okay against rival uh their in-state rival Mississippi State. Uh they didn't really rack up as many points as they normally do. Uh which is kind of a shock to me just cuz they're very offensive focused. Uh, LSU is at uh, the 13 spot for me after just knocking the brakes off of A&M. Oklahoma State's at 14. Uh, they're looking to get a win against Texas in the Big 12 championship in their rematch. Uh, so, I mean, look out for them. They're going to be out for vengeance, but I don't think they beat Texas. Oklahoma State's been a little too inconsistent for me this year. Uh, Notre Dame I have at 15. They looked strong against Stanford on the road. Oklahoma's at 16. They're at this point Oklahoma's just waiting for their bowl game uh because I mean they're not they're not going to get their rematch against Texas and beat them again. Um I have Oregon at Oregon State my bad. Oregon State at 17 after the loss against Oregon. Um they only scored one touchdown against them and allowed Oregon to score 31 points granted it wasn't Oregon so I didn't punish them too badly Uh, Louisville I have them at 18 I really did not think they were going to lose to Kentucky especially at home um so I I didn't think Louisville should I thought Louisville needed to be moved down a decent amount there uh Liberty, I have them at 19. They're still undefeated, and I like them more than the teams below. Um, and that's pretty much it there. Uh, Tulane, I have them at 20. They won their game, and they're looking to win their conference championship. Um, Iowa's at 21. They beat Nebraska in a close game, 13-10, uh, to 10, and are looking to spoil Michigan's season, though the likelihood of that is little to non-existent. I have NC State at 22 after their win against in-state rival North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, they have a pretty good team, so I thought uh, that win was good enough to have NC State uh, get bumped into the top 25. I have Toledo at 23. They look good right now, Um, yeah. But they're—I mean, they—they've already suffered. They've suffered a loss. I mean, they could be higher, but you know. Um, I have Tennessee at 24. Uh, they just beat up on Vanderbilt, which, I mean, no surprise there. Uh, but it was against an in state. They are in state rivals. So, I mean, you know. In uh, rounding out my top 25, I have JMU. Uh, they just absolutely dominated Coastal Carolina. So um, I thought having them round out the top 25 was reasonable. Okay, so I have a few predictions of who the top four teams are going to be after the conference championship games. But it all depends on a few scenarios, and I have six of them. So the first one, it's, I mean, it's probably the um, the easiest one to predict. The top four win their conference championships. So right now, the top four, um, when we look back, it's Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. So if they all win, um, then I mean, you know it would cause the least amount of chaos. Uh, those, it would essentially just solidify Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and Washington going to the playoffs. Um, yeah, and then the other teams would just, they, I'm not sure how the movement would work for those other teams down at the bottom who would take the um, the five and six spot. But, um, but I mean, the more important thing is that the top four are going to stay the same. And my second scenario, I have... Uh, Bama beating Georgia in the conference championship. And this one's a little chaotic because Georgia is the number one team. And since Bama is a top eight team right now, then, I mean, you know, what, what would even happen if Georgia lost? Because, I mean, some people are making the argument that that could mean Georgia could get knocked out of the top four. I think if Bama wins, they have a strong, a very strong argument now to be in the top four. But that also means that Texas does as well if they win the Big 12 title because of that head-to-head matchup. Assuming in this scenario that Georgia is the only team to lose out of the current top four, then I think the top four would be Bama, Michigan, Texas, and Washington. Uh, after beating Oregon twice, I think Washington will have a stronger resume than Florida State for being the top four, uh, since Florida State's best win will be against LSU, and it would have been their win against Louisville would have been better. Like, beating a one-loss Louisville is obviously better than beating a two-loss Louisville, but the two teams that Louisville's lost to at this point, you've got Kentucky and you've got Pitt, which are not which are not good losses for them. Uh, so that's not going to look like a good win to the committee. So I think they're going to take the Pac-12 champion over the ACC champion. Um, I mean, after losing to Bama-Georgia, they wouldn't have a strong enough case to make the top 4 uh because i mean you look at the missouri matchup they were at home the old miss matchup they were at home i mean they're scheduled they kind of got they kind of got lucky with their schedule in a sense that their toughest games before the conference championship were at home i mean tennessee sure that was at tennessee but i mean tennessee has not been consistent this year so I mean, there is not. I mean, they were expected to win that game, even on the road. Uh, I think the team that benefits the most in this scenario is Texas, uh, just because of um, that package deal. Because I mean, if you take the SEC champion, you kind of have to take the Big 12 champion that beat the SEC champion. In the third scenario, I it is uh, if Oregon. What if Oregon beats Washington? Florida State beats Louisville. Bama beats Georgia, Oklahoma State beats Texas, and Georgia beats Bama. Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's so forget the last part. <laughs> it's just uh, Oregon beats Washington, Florida State be- beats Louisville, Bama beats Georgia, and Oklahoma State beats Texas. Um, so let's assume that Michigan will win the Big Ten. I mean, we talked about how they're guar- they're the only team that's guaranteed for the playoffs at this point. Um, but if Georgia beats Bama, uh, they're obviously gonna stay in the top four um, And that mean, and I mean if Texas loses the big 12 championship, then they're not gonna make it in if that happens. But if Bama does end up beating Georgia and Texas lose the big loses the big 12 championship, they have a much better shot of getting in even with that second loss. Though I don't think it's likely, because I know the committee does not like uh, two-loss teams. So, um, on, honestly, I would, would not expect uh, I would not expect Texas to make it in this scenario. Um, I think if Oregon wins, uh, they'll take the fourth spot over a two-loss Texas, a two-loss Bama, and one-loss Ohio State, and obviously a one-loss Washington that they would have beaten. So for for the fourth scenario, I have Washington beats Oregon, Louisville beats Florida State, Georgia beats Bama, and Texas beats Oklahoma State. So this one's a little tricky, just because um, if Texas is the Big Twelve champion, but they beat, but Bama loses to Georgia, it makes their chance of making the playoffs a lot more slim, in my opinion. Um, but this right here, this is the Ohio State dream scenario. This is the one that they want. Um, I think if I think this would be the best for Ohio State to make the top four because you've got Oregon who would be at two losses. Um, Ohio State's one loss to Michigan would be better than Texas's loss to Oklahoma, and Florida State's loss to Louisville. It would be a battle between one loss teams resumes, which would make the top four. Michigan, Georgia, Washington, and Ohio State. And, I mean, you could. I mean, Oregon's loss would be equal, in a way, to um, to Ohio State's. But the the issue with the issue though is that Oregon would have lost twice, and Ohio State would only lose once, and they're gonna take the one loss team over the two loss team. And the loss would look worse for Oregon just because it would be now at a neutral site. So it essentially would, like, that loss would essentially say that Washington can beat Oregon wherever, whenever. In the fifth scenario, uh, I have Georgia losing to Bama, Washington losing to Oregon, and Florida State losing to Louisville. Uh, this would be absolutely chaotic as to who would be in the top four if three of the top four teams lost their conference championships. The only team safe in this scenario is obviously Michigan, so there's one spot. Bama would get a spot for beating the number one team in the country making them the best one-loss team. If Texas wins against Oklahoma State in this scenario, they will get a spot, respecting the head-to-head matchup between Bama and Texas earlier this year. I think Oregon would then get the last spot because they beat the team that beat them, at home, but then they would beat them at the neutral site, in a way canceling the law, in a way canceling the loss. Uh and Oregon would have lost to a top four opponent while Florida State would have lost to a team that's ranked currently 15th on the eight people, uh, making them the worst one-loss team out of the bunch. Uh Ohio State would also have a better loss than Florida State at this point as well. But since they're not playing in a conference championship, they have a less likely chance of getting in over Oregon, Texas, and Bama. Because the committee, they do love their conference champions. In the last scenario, I have Georgia losing to Bama, Florida State beats Louisville, and Washington loses to Oregon. So here, let's assume that Texas wins their game and Michigan wins their game. The top spots would be Michigan, Bama, and Texas. But the question here would be who would get that fourth spot. Undefeated Florida State, one loss Oregon, or one loss Georgia. All of these teams, out of the three teams, Georgia has the least likely chance to sneak in because Oregon would have redeemed their previous loss and Florida State would still be undefeated. Between Oregon and Florida State, though, it depends on in the manner of how Florida State wins. If they absolutely crush Louisville, and it's just an undisputed win, they make little mistakes and score a lot of points, then I think it's going to go to Florida State. However, I think that if the game is a little too close or the committee doesn't like what they see without Jordan Travis running the Florida State offense, then I think Oregon has a chance to sneak past them for that fourth spot. So then the top four teams could be, I think, Most likely will be Michigan, Bama, Texas, and Florida State, but it could very well be Michigan, Bama, Texas, and Oregon. So these are six scenarios that I think are the most likely possibilities that are going to happen, or at least the outcomes of the scenarios. Uh, The teams that arguably have the most control over the top eight teams' destinies are Bama and Oregon, a lot is stemming on whether or not they win their conference championship games. Uh, Teams that are relying on what other teams do, I mean, obviously Ohio State, because they're not playing in a conference championship, Uh, so they're really relying on what happens with the other teams. Uh, Texas, because you've got that, like, almost a package deal sense with Bama. If Bama loses, then Texas is probably not gonna make it in, but if Bama wins then Texas is most likely gonna make it in. Uh, then you've got Florida State and Washington. It's kind of crazy to think that another team's games outcome can determine your own destiny, especially I mean especially if you're on those teams where your destiny is out of your control. Let me know what you guys think about the scenarios. Uh, what do you think is most or least likely to happen, and who your ideal top four are in the comments or message me on Instagram. Let's talk a little bit about the game real quick. Um, in the special episode last week, I said it would be close between Ohio State and Michigan. And that the winning team would either reach 30 points or get in the high 20s. And the losing team would be mid, 20, mid to low 20s, which is what happened. Um, there were not too many passing plays. Uh, in total, there were 50 throws. 20 by J.J. McCarthy, and 30 by Kyle McCord. McCord had two interceptions this game, which makes sense because in a game like this, where the defenses are both very skilled in comparison to the offenses, passing the ball has a much higher risk than running the ball, even though when you pass the ball, it moves the ball down the field faster, which in this game, that is kind of what Ohio State needed because they started it off behind, and they they were just trying to catch up. But, you know... They, they turned over the ball, and they, they ended up losing by a touchdown. Um, so even though Ohio State passed for more yards slightly than Michigan, Michigan outrushed Ohio State. Uh, another thing that I always say about running the ball is that it takes more plays per drive and more time, which is true for this game, with Michigan having two more plays than Ohio State and having just under seven more minutes of possession time than Ohio State. So Michigan had the most control over the game uh possession wise. Uh Michigan was also able to convert on fourth down uh which they did 3 times and Ohio State didn't even try to convert on fourth down which I don't really understand because in a game like this I feel like you would want to be a little more aggressive uh and try to go for it uh but yeah you know, I guess I mean that's probably also one of the reasons why Uh, Ohio State lost because they played a little bit too conservative while Michigan was going out and trying to win the game. Uh, So in conclusion, after analyzing the game, uh, Michigan won because they turned over the ball less, played smarter, and played more aggressively by going for it on uh, on fourth down. Ohio State did not lose because of the refs. They didn't lose because Kyle McCord's bad. They got outplayed. They didn't play as aggressively as they have been all year and that's that's what happened they just they didn't play as smart and they didn't play as aggressive alright uh, let's jump into some quick uh, pick'em predictions uh, so for the first game uh, it's Liberty versus New Mexico State uh, I'm going to take Liberty here I like what New Mexico State has done like towards the end of the year kind of like what Arizona's done like they've been on a hot streak um But I think Liberty wins this one in a close battle. In the second game, it's Washington versus Oregon. Uh, This one's a little tricky because Oregon's been dominating their opponents. And and they've been dominating ever since that loss against Washington. But Washington, no matter what the circumstances are, seems to somehow find a way to win. Whether it's by like three points, two points, or seven points. Um, A lot of people are picking Oregon here. And I agree. Uh, Oregon looks really good right now, and they just look better and better as the weeks go on. They've got all the momentum behind them. Uh, give me, give me the Ducks. Game three is Texas versus Oklahoma State. Texas is on fire right now. They just destroyed Texas Tech, and Oklahoma has been very inconsistent this whole year. Um, I like Washing, like Washington. Uh, Texas has been able to find a way to win since their loss to Oklahoma. Um, Texas also knows that this is a must-win game to ensure that they have the best path to the playoffs. So there's a lot at stake for the Longhorns. Give me the Longhorns. Game four is Miami, Ohio versus Toledo. I'm going to take Toledo in this matchup. Uh, they've been on a roll, and I think they're going to keep they're going to keep on rolling. Uh Toledo also has beaten Miami, Ohio already on the road this year. Uh so I think they win the rematch. I think Toledo wins the rematch. Game five, uh University Las Vegas versus Boise State. University uh UNLV has a better overall record than Boise State, but they both are six and two in the conference. I think UNLV gets some vengeance after their loss against San Jose State their hunger for blood and as well as a conference championship. Uh, I also like the win that UNLV had over air force earlier this year and their overall record speaks to their consistency and that they know how to win. Uh, game six is Bama versus Georgia. I would absolutely love to see Bama take down Georgia and the way Bama has been playing this year since their loss to Texas. It is entirely possible Whether they destroy their opponent or win at the last second, like last weekend, they find a way to win. I think in this matchup, I'm going to take Bama. Uh, Georgia played a little bit slow against Georgia tech last weekend. Um, I'm not sure if they were saving up for Bama or what they were doing, but I like the way Bama uh, has been playing this year. And I think they could sneak up on Georgia. Game seven, uh, SMU versus Tulane. These are two top 25 teams uh, that are going into the AAC championship. One loss Tulane versus two loss SMU. SMU has a very dominant offense, while Tulane has a very tough lockdown defense. I mean, also, SMU has the stronger schedule, in my opinion. Uh, Their two losses are against two ranked opponents. Tulane also has a loss against one ranked opponent, but they've only played one ranked opponent, and SMU has played two ranked opponents. So don't let the the overall record of SMU fool you. Uh, They're both undefeated in their conference also. This is going to be one of my upset picks, despite this game being at Tulane. I think SMU is going to get the job done on the road and sneak up on Tulane. Game eight is Appalachian State versus Troy. Appalachian State had a surprise win over JMU recently, but Troy has a better overall record than App State. So they know how to consistently win. I'm going to take Troy uh, because they have that strong defense that will tire out the Appalachian State offense. And I think, especially in those conference championship games, defense is going to be what makes the difference. Game 9, Michigan versus Iowa. We already talked about how Michigan was going to win this game, so just give me the Wolverines. <laughs> uh, game 10, Florida State versus Louisville. Now, Louisville has a chance to spoil Florida State's season here, and I'm sure that they are hungry for a win after last week's loss to Kentucky. However, Florida State is more than just Jordan Travis, and I think they could sneakily dominate Louisville in this game. I think people are going to overlook for it Florida State because they're playing with a backup. But let's not forget that Ohio State in 2014 won the national championship with a third-string quarterback. Not a backup, but the backup's backup. So it is entirely possible that Florida State can do that same thing and sneak into the national championship and win the whole thing. Uh, It it would be a huge underdog story if they made it to the playoffs and pulled out to win. I'm going to take Florida State. And even with Florida State having Jordan Travis, they have been the underdog since the beginning of the year. I mean, we look back at the first uh, game that they played against LSU. People were saying that um, LSU was just going to crush Florida State. But what ended up happening was Florida State was the one that ended up doing the crushing. So don't count out the Seminoles. Um, I think they dominate Louisville on this game. Uh, give me Florida State. The tiebreaker for pickup is uh, the total points scored in the Bama versus Georgia game. It's a little tricky because both these teams score about thirty to thirty-five points consistently, no matter who they play. Even when they crush their opponent, it's normally they normally score about that much. Uh, both have great defenses. And Kirby Smart and Nick Saban used to coach with each other. So they're going to know each other's styles and how to counter each other the best. I think with that said, uh, the offenses are both going to be the factors of this game. And both teams will just score more than 30 points. Mm. I think the winner will probably score 36 and the loser scores 33, totaling up to 69. And before you say anything... It was not intentional. It was not intentional. It just happened to work out that way. Uh thank you all for listening today. Uh I hope you all enjoyed. There will not be a stream this weekend cuz I'm going to be in Vegas. Um I'll be doing some streams over Christmas break though. Uh since we're going to be off for like 3 weeks, so I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to record in the studio. Um dates for that are going to be determined later on. Uh Lastly, next week is when I'm going to have a guest on with me in the next episode. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about swimming, the importance of winter break training leading into the back half of the season, uh, college football predictions for the playoffs, bowl games, and more. Uh, Tune in next week to find out who. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Slide out.